Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I was on a call this morning with my accountability group, and one of the guys mentioned the prisoner's dilemma. And I can't remember whether I've talked about this before, but it's really fascinating and it's really relevant to the kind of stuff that I talk about on this podcast in the sense of how we build the kind of businesses we want to build. I can't remember exactly when. I think there was a book called The Prisoner's Dilemma, which I read. I want to say it was in the 90s, but it might well have been in the 2000s, quite a long time ago anyway. And essentially, The Prisoner's Dilemma is, well, it's an aspect of game theory. Game theory deals with how human beings make decisions under conditions of uncertainty, I guess. And it's similar in that sense to behavioral economics, I suppose. It's how, does, how do things work in the real world? And the prisoner's dilemma is a particular puzzle that scientists set for people. And it goes something like this. You've been arrested on suspicion of a crime and an, an associate has been arrested with you. So there's two of you, but you are kept in separate cells and there's no way for you to know what, the, what your companion, your compatriot will do or what they'll say. And your interrogators come in and they sit down and they essentially lay out two options for you. You can either talk and dob in the other person, throw them under the bus, or you can say nothing, obviously. If you both say nothing, both of you will get a year in prison. If you dob the other person in, throw them under the bus, and you say it was all them, and they say nothing, then they will get five years in prison, but you, you will get to go and walk free. Okay. If you both dob each other in, you'll both get three years in prison. So whatever happens, the option is that you may get a year in prison. You may go completely free or you may get three years in prison. Right. So, and what scientists are doing is they're asking people with the prisoner's dilemma, what decision would you make given that you know nothing about the other person, what decision would you make? And of course. There's kind of an obvious attraction to the option where we throw the other person under the bus, they say nothing, so we get to walk free, we get to go, and they get all the punishment, they get all the time, they spend five years in jail, but we're off scot-free. But interestingly, when, when scientists run this, it doesn't really happen that way. In the real world, people don't tend to make that decision. And the reason why is sort of, really relevant, I think, to, to us and how we want to build a business. You know, I've talked a lot, a lot. I've bored you rigid about the power of trust in business. It's like, it, it just makes everything easier. Right. And you know, all of the work that I do with people, copywriting and storytelling and what have you is really about building trust with an audience. You know, that's the kind of the fundamental thing, because when you have trust, then everything gets easier. And the prisoner's dilemma is a game that's sort of about trust. It's, you know, do you trust the other person not to throw you under the bus? Because if you do, the best result probably actually is you, neither of you say anything and you both just spend a year in prison. Okay. So that's, that's a bet. That's the best net result for two of you. And really what the prisoner's dilemma is doing is it's, it's examining the difference between how we make decisions when we are alone versus when we have, you know, some kind of shared responsibility or shared knowledge. And the reason it matters is this is because in these experiments, as in life, 
there is never just one round of prisoner's dilemma. There's never just one round of prisoner's dilemma. So we know from experience, you know, if you think back to the playground, right? <laughs> you think back to the playground when maybe, maybe you get, let's, let's think about it a different way because it might be a, a less sort of emotionally difficult way to think about it. Let's say you gave a sweet, one of your precious sweets to your, you know, to, to somebody in the playground and they had a bag of sweets too, but they didn't give you a sweet, which is a, a similar way of thinking, right? It's a similar way of thinking. We might take the first step, be sort of generous, be trusting and give them a sweet. But if they don't give us one back, if we don't get that reciprocal kind of thing, how likely are we to give them a sweet again? And the answer, of course, is not very likely at all. And what, what happens when scientists run the prisoner's dilemma is that something of that reciprocity, it comes into the thinking, it comes into the game. Because what we find if you play this over multiple, multiple rounds is that the people who go for the throwing, throwing other people under the bus, they might win the first time, they might even win the second time, but then they stop winning and they stay down because nobody trusts them. And if we think about what, you know, the kind of businesses we're building, this is why I think Jim Collins says in, um, his book, or I want to say it's entrepreneurship 2.0, the book that he wrote with his, his mentor, whose name I'm afraid escapes me at the moment, but his mentor had told him early on in their relationship that when you trust early, when you trust first, over time you win, of course you meet bad actors, you meet, you know sociopaths and psychopaths, people who will just take, but over time, trust is the best strategy. And this goes, of course, to exactly what, what I say when I'm talking about copy and story, but, but also behavior in general, you know, just the way we behave, if we're looking to build something that, that lasts, if we're looking to build that snowball, trust is massively important. So with the prisoner's dilemma, what they find if they run this experiment through rounds and rounds and rounds is that trust is absolutely the best strategy be nice first and then if um of course if if other people are taking advantage of you you're going to change your behavior but the fundamental the fundamental thing is to be nice first and if we are if we if we run with that consistently it's not just the nice thing to do it's not just something that makes i think life better if we trust by default, but it's actually over time, it has the most utility. It has the most value. It helps make your story grow into something that means business. Thanks for listening. If you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do search online for story.business. Bye now.